Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight's the night. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Championship number two off turn four. Looking at the checkered flag and Kyle Busch scores the win here at the Homestead Miami Speedway. Tonight, the countdown of the biggest NASCAR stories of the 2019 season. Doesn't matter what aero package I've been involved with. I've won in all of them. That I've been involved with. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the rest of the MRN crew here with you. And when I say crew, I mean we've got all of them on this week's show. You're going to hear from many of the voices you hear on Motor Racing Network's coverage of races week in and week out. We all are going to look back on the top 10 storylines of the 2019 season. We'll hear from MRN anchors Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden. We'll also hear from NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. we got Dave Moody in the house, Winston Kelly's here, Woody Kane, Kyle Rickey, Steve Post, Dylan Welch, and Kim Kuhn. All of us are here tonight to break down the biggest stories from the 2019 NASCAR season. Number 10. We got a lot of downforce, double than what we had last year. A lot less horsepower. 750 last year, 550 this year here. We want to see what this new package is going to do. New Cup Series Aero package. The rules package that we had last year definitely could have been better. What we are seeing here early on is nothing short of spectacular. It is amazing racing right now, and if we can see this all afternoon, nobody's going to use their seat that they bought today. NASCAR tested that rules package that they used this past season at the All-Star Race last year. Rusty, what was your take on the Cup Series Aero package this year? It was a storyline nearly each and every week. It seemed like it worked. It seemed like dropping the horsepower uh, on the tracks above one mile to 550 horsepower and the tracks under a mile down to 750 horsepower uh, was a good combination. It seemed like that they, they depended a lot on the draft, how the cars would they would they had so much spoiler and downforce in the front that it create this gigantic wake of air and it let the cars behind them suck up in them easier like much like following a transporter down the highway you know when you pull your passenger car behind the car just takes off because uh the draft effect so it worked posty the racing seemed to improve on intermediate tracks but nascar president steve phelps said in november that they're going to reevaluate the aero package as far as short tracks is concerned. While the rules package made an impact in the positive direction on the intermediate tracks, I think we saw some really, really good racing at the intermediate tracks across the board this season. 
I think it, it, it really put a hit on the short tracks and the road courses, and that had been our strength over the last few years. So I think there's still some work to do, and, and, and that's my frustration is that, is that man, I would, I would love the day. I long for the day. I hope we get to the day where it's like we could just build cars and race them and have good races. Dave, what's your take on all this? The new aero package I thought was very helpful in some venues and not very helpful in others. And honestly, that shouldn't have been a surprise because – the original plan was to have a couple of different packages, one of them for the mile-and-a-half and, and two-mile tracks and another one for the short tracks and road courses. The owners didn't want to do that for understandable reasons. It's, it's expensive to run two different types of race cars instead of just one type of race car. So they convinced NASCAR to go with just one package. They tried to make it a one-size-fits-all deal, and it didn't work. And it probably should not have worked because – uh, the package that produces great races at places like Kansas, which we saw spectacular racing this year, is not going to work at Martinsville. It's not going to work at Bristol, and it's not going to work at Watkins Glen. So we'll see what happens in 2020. It sounds like now NASCAR is ready to backtrack a little bit, and the owners are ready to play along in terms of bringing back the package that was so successful on the short tracks and road courses, which I think would be a great call. We continue to count down the biggest NASCAR stories of the 2019 season. Next, this is NASCAR Live. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell them to play for Layman Young... I guarantee you, the meat on that burrito ain't gonna light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We continue to count down the biggest NASCAR stories of the 2019 season next with number nine and number eight. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checker flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. 
Time now for the Wheeland Pit Crew Member of the Week. Ray Wright is the pit crew coach at Richard Childress Racing. Man, I uh, was at Forsyth Country Day School coaching baseball when young Austin and Ty Dillon were going to high school there. Really? And uh, I was also training the boys over there. And it was right at the time where RCR made a uh, change with their uh, pit crew uh, trainer. So then I came over to RCR as a uh, training, training the pit crew. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Number nine. I, I think if you take a step back and you and you think back to where we were in February, the Daytona 500, um, it was an industry that was finding its footing, right, and a sport that was finding its footing. NASCAR on the rise. A lot of interesting numbers came from NASCAR's president, Steve Phelps, when he did his state of the sport address. The results from the competition side are working from a consumption standpoint. So if you look at the fans and what the fans are doing and how they're responding to it, if you look, you know, kind of apples to apples, our ratings are up 4% this year. All of sports is down 9%. We're plus 4 Our digital and social numbers continue to, to climb. It is compelling, and it's working. We heard a lot in 2019 about the uptick as far as NASCAR was concerned. Back at Ford Championship weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. We heard from NASCAR President Steve Phelps, who gave us a lot of those numbers and explained some of those metrics as far as attendance and TV ratings, and it seemed to, well, the 2019 season seemed to have a little pep in its step. Kyle Ricky, I'll begin with you. It was good to see sold-out racetracks once again on the NASCAR schedule, and we see it every year, but we saw it more in 2019. Obviously, the Daytona 500 is a sellout. ISM Raceway, the brand-new reimagined ISM Raceway in Phoenix, not one, but two Full houses at that one-mile oval. Great crowds at tracks like Homestead and and Bristol Motor Speedway. A great night race crowd. Great racing all season. A lot of different winners. A lot of great personalities. And it's really uh, nice to see all of that being recognized by the race fans coming to the racetrack, uh, supporting the sport, and watching it on television and listening to it right here on the Motor Racing Network each and every week. Jeff, what do you think? When you look at what NASCAR accomplished in 2019, I think you have to applaud them. I think you have to applaud the race teams. And I think most importantly, you have to applaud the NASCAR fans because once we got into about a third of the season, I think that's when I really began to notice more butts in the seat. People were coming back. People were coming out. They were showing up at their track. And I noticed it really big time when we got into June and we went to Pocono and we went to Michigan. We went to Chicago. We went on to Daytona and every place we were going to, they were filling up. Number eight. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. Kyle Busch will finish second. Eric Jones third. A one-two-three sweep for Joe Gibbs Racing. We go to pit road. I'm not sure I can put together what happened tonight. I know people say, hey, things can happen. That couldn't happen. Joe Gibbs Racing dominates. 
Winston Kelly, when you look back to 2019, 19 wins for Joe Gibbs Racing, the most of any organization in one year in the history of this sport. You know, they, they've had the domination in the past in the Xfinity Series, but not in the Cup Series. And it's been since Jack Roush had five teams in the final ten that we've seen this type of domination. Hendrick Motorsports had their time when they might have three of their four cars in. But it's not just three cars in the final race. It's the number of wins, the multiple wins, I believe seven for Truex, six for Denny, uh, and four for Kyle. And they're rarely ever outside of the top ten. So I think it's just been a monumental year for them. And there'll be ebbs and flows. I don't know when it's going to happen, but, you know, you can go back to the Wood Brothers and Petty Enterprises days that there are those ebbs and flows. But at the top of the mountain right now is Joe Gibbs Racing. It was almost bittersweet because obviously it paid off as far as the championship was concerned for Kyle Busch. But then after the awards week in Nashville, JGR and, well, the rest of the NASCAR world got the news that Martin Truex Jr.'s crew chief Cole Pern was abruptly not only leaving the sport, he's moving back to Canada Woody Kane, what's your take on all this? I don't know that necessarily it's a huge shock that he decided to step away because the demands on the time of these guys is just unbelievable. It's astronomical. I think people might faint if they knew the amount of hours that these guys, and particularly the crew chiefs, put in because when they're not at the shop, banging away they're at home thinking about it they're thinking about it when they're eating lunch they're thinking about it 24 7 and that was one of the the phrases he used he used when he described it Cole Pern said I just don't think that I can do this 24 7 and that's what it takes nowadays to contend for a championship so kudos to him for realizing that you know his kids are going to be grown shortly and you can never get that time back but it is a huge void to fill at Joe Gibbs Racing, and it'll be interesting to see how they fill it. Do they promote somebody from within who's been with Truex before, or do they go outside and get an established crew chief uh, with, with sterling credentials to try and bring in and see if they can continue that success? And hoping that chemistry can mold and they can deliver on chemistry, which and obviously, in all hopes, would mean race wins week in and week out on the racetrack. ProShine Car Wash in Mooresville, North Carolina is a locally owned and operated full-service car wash and detail center. We offer $6.95 exterior washes all the way to complete detailing. ProShine is located at 120 Brawley School Road in Mooresville, and we're open seven days a week for your convenience. For store hours, special offers, and more, visit our website at ProShineofNC.com. Our customers know who's the best in town. ProShine Car Wash. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. We continue with numbers seven and six next on the countdown of the biggest NASCAR stories of 2019. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl, simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch No, he knocked the hell out of me. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. Number seven. And we've got a conflict down here. Okay, here's Joey Logano. He is drawn with Denny Hamlin. Logano and Hamlin. Logano and Denny Hamlin. They had the dust up on the racetrack. Cup Series playoff moments. Trouble in turn one and is Chase Elliott. I didn't know how bad it was. You know, obviously, I, I pretty well thought I kind of pissed it away and, and just couldn't believe I did something so so stupid. You know, I don't know uh, that you could do something any more stupid than that, uh, leading this race and as fast as we were. And when you look back at the playoffs from 2019, there are so many things. Um, you know, you had that Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano snit at Martinsville, which seems like that fall race at Martinsville always creates some tempers. Um, what about Chase Elliott? Dylan, I'll begin with you. Yeah, I think the, the Chase Elliott collapse um, was remarkable to watch. Uh, and, and so much of it was out of his control and, and out of the team's control, just you know, freak things that happen, parts failures and um, you know, weird little things that just buried them in a hole and then they couldn't get out of it. Um, that round has kind of been the Achilles heel for Chase here the last couple of years. So, you know, you'd think eventually one day they'd get it figured out, but uh, that was a, as bad of a three-race stretch as I think you can have. He had an incredible playoffs until he got to the round of eight. And I think that we're finding out that the round of eight is the thorn in a lot of driver's sides. When you when you start at 16 and you continue to chop off four in three-week increments, it's that round of eight stretch of three races that seems to have been a difficult time for some drivers to get through. Some have aced it, but drivers like Chase Elliott, man, you talk about just a horrible stretch of races, and it ended up costing him a shot at racing for the championship. Joey Logano, a little bit of smoke off the side of that machine. He's got a cut tire. Okay, here's Joey Logano. He is drawn with Denny Hamlin. Logano and Hamlin. I wouldn't call it a surprising moment considering the setting, but looking at the playoffs and the really big moments we had, you have to put the Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano scuffle at Martinsville in that category of firework moments we had during the playoff run. Now, it is Martinsville, so tempers are high, so you always see some sort of scuffle, but I don't know that I would have picked those two to be in the scuffle there, and just the way it went down, I mean, it was a true brawl, and I don't condone fighting by any means, but it really is always good to see drivers and teams passionate about what they're doing at the racetrack, and that's what we saw. Again, not a shock, it's Martinsville, but one of the bigger moments of the playoffs for me. Number six. Here comes Cole Custer to the inside off of turn number three. Will make the pass on Tyler Reddick and will win. A busy, silly season for NASCAR's teams and drivers. 
I think, you know, when I was a kid, I never thought, you know, I'd be good enough to be a cup driver. So it's pretty unreal to have that happen. You know, silly season is a term that we've used in this sport for a lot of years. And it used to be, it wouldn't be until like October, November, when we get to, you know, Charlotte in the fall that we'd find out where people were going. When now the news comes out earlier and earlier. And then now also we're starting to see some silly season news come out. And we're hearing from some of the people after the season is over. Postman, what do you think? I think the most fascinating part was Matt DiBenedetto, okay? Uh, the beloved Matt DiBenedetto, this all happened around uh, Bristol in the fall when he went up there and just about won the race, okay? Prior to that, he was told he was not going to return, and so there was a lot of angst, a lot of hand-wringing, a lot of people just shaking their heads wondering what is wrong with the sport, what is wrong with Toyota, uh, you know, the poor old, the poor old Levine family racing was, was was just taking shot after shot after shot from people, and and I think that's the fascinating thing about the sport is just when we think we have things figured out, something drops in our lap we didn't see. Paul Menard retiring, and and that was their first pick when when Paul told the Wood Brothers that he was retiring, they said, "Who should we get?" Matt D. Benedetto. So in about a ten day or two week period. Matt is told he is no longer going to be driving for Levine Family Racing. He goes out and just about wins the race at Bristol, unemployed for a few days, and then he gets with the Wood Brothers, which has the alliance with Penske Racing. That, to me, was like the feel-good part of it. I, I think when you when you look at Roush making changes, Richard Childress making changes, they're teams that are not performing where Jack Roush or Richard Childress wants them to perform. I think that's kind of standard what we see. I, I just love the Matt Benedetto, the way that whole uh, couple weeks in August kind of played out for him. As far as Cole Pern leaving Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, John Hunter Nemechek signing on with Front Row Motorsports, Brandon Poole's coming into Premium Motorsports. You know, you've got all this silly season news that isn't necessarily confined to the Cup Series, it's confined to all three series. Rusty Wallace, what do you think? Well, that type of silly season kind of makes sense to me. What you just mentioned to me was a bunch of young drivers that are still gaining their footing and trying to get get going. You're not uh, – I was used to silly season meaning uh, Earnhardt's going there, Yar- Yarbrough's going, going there, Jimmy Johnson's going to do this, so this guy's going to do that. I'm used to hearing real big established name, names that won a lot of races moving around. That's when silly season kind of really lit me up like, holy smokes, wow, you know. But nowadays, when the young guys got different opportunities and they're trying to better themselves, uh, it kind of makes sense to me. So I think really everything that's happened this year with the names you just mentioned is really uh, uh, to be, uh, you know, that amount is to be expected. And then you've got guys like the big three moving up, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer. It seems like that this year's silly season has a lot of drivers moving to different places. Been a very interesting silly season. Woody, what do you think? Well, the one that jumps out to me is Roush Fenway and JTG Doherty Racing basically doing a driver swap. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. goes over to the car that Chris Busher vacated because Roush Fenway reached out to him and exercised a clause in the contract that they still had, and he's going to go to Roush Fenway Racing. It'll be interesting to see. Sometimes it's not necessarily that a, a driver is not getting the job done. It's just that it doesn't click. So it'll be interesting to see if one of those two clicks in the seat that the other one vacated. Matt Tift, we know, is going to be sidelined for the foreseeable future, so that's still kind of up in the air. Clint Boyer and Eric Jones kind of back on prove-it deals. That's going to be interesting to watch as well. They've got uh, one-year extensions. We'll see how that plays out when they make their move. But a real interesting to me one to me is Daniel Hemrick. Didn't get the victory with Richard Childress Racing, 
and decides, you know what, maybe I need to take a step back and show people that I can win before I can take another step forward. What better place for him to do that than the Xfinity Series with Junior Motorsports? That has, a winning, has been a winning organization. He's shown that he is a really good driver and really good equipment, so now let's see how that match works. And if it does pay off like he thinks it does, it will in a limited schedule, does he then vault himself into contention for uh, a return to the Cup Series in 2021? This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the biggest stories during the 2019 NASCAR season. At Freightliner, innovation is at their core. In fact, Freightliner was created nearly 80 years ago out of a need for something new and trusty. Today, that innovation still drives them as they constantly work to make their industry-leading trucks safer, more dependable, and even more efficient. All the things that make a smart business decision a winning business decision, no matter what you may haul. Learn more about Freightliner on highway trucks at Freightliner.com. Freightliner, run smart. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Quality drinks and unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom flavor-infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. Over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the biggest stories during the 2019 NASCAR season. Numbers 5 and 4 are next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. For children with chronic medical conditions, Victory Junction means friends, fun, freedom. That's because we provide a medically safe environment where kids who live in a world of hospitals and doctor's visits can laugh, play, and discover all they can be, all at no cost to their families. Victory Junction inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every camper who comes through our gates. Find out how you can change a child's life. Go to VictoryJunction.org. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. Number five. Checkered flag in the air. Tyler Reddick wins the Ford EcoBoost 300, and Tyler Reddick wins NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. Very motivated to, to go into the, that next step and that next uh, the next series, if you will, and, and put forward the, the max amount of effort that I have within me. I think one of the biggest stories that we've covered all year on MRN and at MRN.com is the dominance and the successes of three drivers in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and they were quickly termed the big three, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, and Tyler Reddick. Now you have those three graduating from a series, which the moniker is names are made here. Well, they made their names there by a lot of successes on the racetrack. Dylan, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think consistently week in and week out, the Xfinity Series had the best product of the three national series on the racetrack. Um, You know, exciting talent, exciting races, um, you know, cars that weren't always the best handling that, that resulted in some great finishes and great races and um, guys that just were out there 
racing their heart and soul out trying to prove themselves and trying to give themselves an opportunity at the next level. So um, love the Xfinity series. You know, hate to see those three move on, you know, selfishly because uh, they were so much fun to watch in the Xfinity series. But now we get to watch them go at it uh, for Rookie of the Year in the Cup Series and um, the next crop of young talent that uh, is in the Xfinity series for 2020 is uh, is just as exciting. So, um, you know, like I said, bummed to see those guys leave the Xfinity series, but uh, they're going to be around for a long time. Dave, what's your take on all this? It really was a lot of fun this year to watch that big three try and one-up each other week after week after week. It's like, all right, Christopher Bell wins this week, so now Tyler Reddick has to win next week, and Cole Custer responds the week after that, and this driver's got three wins now, and now the other guy's only got two, and it was it was so much fun to watch three hugely talented young racers just play one up with each other laying a bigger card on the table week after week after week you know the the xfinity series bills itself as names are made here and it's never ever been more true than it was this year and you look at it the those top three guys are all going cup racing next year which means they're doing something right in those xfinity ranks because the young guys now with fewer cup involvement than we had five years ago are really getting a chance to shine at the front of the pack we're shaping up to have one of the most potent rookie of the year classes that we've had in a long time. I think the question on everybody's mind, I know it's on my mind, is can those drivers have some of that success? I won't say they're going to duplicate it. Can they have some of that success transfer over and be elevated up into the Cup Series in 2020? Think about it this way. 21 of the 33 races in the Xfinity Series were won by these three guys. Reddick with six, Custer with seven, Bell with eight victories. They move up next year. They're not just going to go to some middle marker team or back marker team. Reddick is going to RCR where he won a championship on the Xfinity side, two of them, uh, even though the first one was with Junior Motorsports. Custer going to Stuart Haas Racing and Christopher Bell going to Levine, which is affiliated with Joe Gibbs Racing. So they'll have good equipment. The three of them will. Uh, that's going to be something to really keep an eye on because – it's not like they're replacing guys who had stellar years in those cars. I mean, you had De Benedetto in the Levine car. Yes, he did great that, for them, for that team. That's the best they had ever done. Uh, Cole Custer is replacing Daniel Suarez, who didn't quite get that first victory, but ran well a lot of times. Reddick going to RCR, their cup program has been in need of an upgrade. They hadn't been to victory lane uh, you know, in a recent memory anyway, so he's going to have his work cut out for him there. They all three are, but I think it's going to be cool to watch them go through those growing pains together with the number of victories they had. There, uh, another big question is who's going to replace them in the Xfinity side next year when they come up. The only other multi-time winner, Austin Sendrick. Everybody else in the Xfinity Series was only a one-time winner. Regulars, I'm talking about. So that's going to be interesting to watch is what, what goes on for the Xfinity Series in 2020. Number four. And we think we've come up with a schedule that uh, has some unique changes for the, for the fans in terms of some short tracks, road courses, and also keeps iconic dates where they belong and, and sets us up for the future. 2020 schedule changes. I think one of the things that we look forward to at the end of every racing season is finding out which drivers are going where, but also where we're going to be racing the following year. I mean, I remember early on in the season when NASCAR released the 2020 schedule, there were some subtle adjustments, but one of the big things for me was Martinsville going under the lights in May 
and then becoming an elimination race in the playoffs. Rusty Wallace, what do you think? Well, for me, the, the very biggest one is the change of, of venue for the final race of the championship, going from Homestead, Florida, to Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, not a lot of people complained about that. I mean, they, they like both locations. We've been coming down to a Homestead races uh, for a long, long time, and, and we always look forward to that. It's on the ocean. It's a, it's a resort-style feel. It almost feels like you're on vacation, and it's just very, very different. And, and the track, all the drivers seem like they really like the track, the multi-groove banking that's it's at uh, the, the speedway. So, I mean, but when they mentioned Phoenix, oh, my gosh, $180 million rebuild out there. Uh, everybody loves, seems like they love going to Arizona. It's beautiful. The places you stay, the restaurants, all that stuff on the track is real cool. And they've really upgraded that facility. So I got to tell you, it wasn't going to be Homestead. And, and we had to be out in the West Coast. Uh, you know, we're, it was just a great decision. I, I can't think of anything negative about it except to say, that I'll, I'm sorry to see Homestead go because we've had great times down there. The doubleheader of Pocono, that's one of the races that I have chosen next year to go to because uh, I do 21 races for the Motor Racing Network. That's what I do. And uh, it, it, that was a race I didn't really have to go to. I could choose a different race to fit my 21 into my schedule. But I said, you know what, I've got to go there. I've got to see how that's going to turn out. And to think about, you know, putting two big races in, in one weekend – uh, is something that's never been done before that I know of, in NASCAR at least. So how's it going to turn out? I mean, you think for the, um, for the, for, for the track itself, it's going to be great. I mean, the, the television money, they're going to get two times TV money in one weekend. They're going to cut their costs. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be different and new. Uh, we all know that inaugural events are always very, very big. I remember when I won the inaugural race at, at New Hampshire, what such a big race that was. I remember going to the inaugural race at Indianapolis, how big that was. Now to go to Pocono for an inaugural-style weekend, it's going to be big. It, real, it, it really will be. Let's see how it turns out the first time. Oh, my gosh, I got my fingers crossed. I don't get rain, something like that, because that place tends to be rain-infested, as we all know. I mean, you've got Bristol, Martinsville, and the Roval elimination races. I mean, those were just the highlights for me. Yes, start times were tweaked here and there. Uh, you get that big two-week break in the summer because of the Olympics. Um, but for the most part, when, when you look at where we go and when we go there, it's in stark contrast to what we've done in years past. The big thing to me about the 2020 schedule is the roll the dice on the doubleheader weekend at Pocono. I think that's a huge move. I think if it's successful in 2020, it's going to open up a lot more doors headed into the future of where NASCAR goes and what the schedule looks like. And I'm really, really hoping for positive things from that doubleheader at Pocono. Another thing that stands out to me is the cutoff races in the playoffs, specifically Bristol and Martinsville. I love short track racing. So for that to be a cutoff race where tensions are already high, you see a lot of beating, a lot of banging, just the energy is unmatched. And for those to both be cutoff races in the 2020 playoff schedule is phenomenal in my book. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the biggest stories during the 2019 NASCAR season. 
ProShine Car Wash in Mooresville, North Carolina is a locally owned and operated full-service car wash and detail center. We offer 695 exterior washes all the way to complete detailing. ProShine is located at 120 Brawley School Road in Mooresville, and we're open seven days a week for your convenience. For store hours, special offers, and more, visit our website at ProShineofNC.com. Our customers know who's the best in town. ProShine Car Wash. Hey guys, it's Corley Joy. Join me and my friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Ma on the Sunday Money Podcast. We talk racing. Listen, a lot's happened. We talk about the race and your spectacular sixth place finish. Yeah, it was fantastic. Daryl, maybe you should start off by telling us why you weren't here last week. And just life. What is the biggest difference this, this week? Because you, you look oh, a little well, more pregnant. I found out I have a third nipple. It's Sunday Money on MRN.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. There's our next promo. NASCAR Live's countdown of the biggest stories of 2019 continues with number three next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Quality drinks and unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom flavor-infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. Over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. At Victory Junction, it's simple. We believe every child, no matter their diagnosis or disability, deserves the chance to just be a kid. So we provide a medically safe environment where children who live in a world of hospital stays and doctor's visits are free to do everything from riding horses, zip lining, swimming, fishing, and bowling, all at no cost to the camper. The experience inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every child who comes here. Help us change a child's life at victoryjunction.org. Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward the 2020 Season, presented by Procore. Chip Ganassi Racing's Kyle Larson believes the team is making great strides for the upcoming season. Every team is bringing better stuff to the racetrack each week, so you're just hoping that you your improvements are bigger than the other teams. So, you know, I feel like the one in the 42, we've made really big gains, especially the 42, you know, throughout the season. So you hope to do the same throughout the offseason and then throughout next year, too, and then, yeah, on into the future, you know, with a totally new car, you don't really know what to expect. Building Toward a Championship is presented by Procore. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. Number three. Again, as you take stock of the season, one important thing, and it was a lot of work that folks certainly uh, worked on was the with the IC NASCAR merger. It will be an important part of what our future holds. Historic business transactions in motorsport. You know, our process took us to a point where uh, we as a family all agreed we needed to have a conversation with Roger Penske. The brand that we've been able to build, it's interesting. I talked to Mario Andretti today and talked to A.J. Foyt. We all agreed that, uh, you know, what the Indianapolis 500 has meant to us as, as individuals and as company, as, and certainly as our company. And I think that uh, what it really says that in the United States of America, that if you work hard and you're committed and you have a great group of people, you get great success. So today I hope my dad's looking down at me and looking at this group and say, son, you did a good job. So 
I've got a big commitment here to take over, certainly as the steward of this great organization. There were some pretty big business transactions that happened in 2019. I think the biggest one, obviously, is the ISC NASCAR merger, which have set wheels in motion. Um, You know, one of the biggest ones, we got the news Roger Penske was buying Indianapolis Motor Speedway, IMS Productions, and also the IndyCar series. And here you have the captain that obviously has been entrenched in open-wheel racing for a while, but now he gets into the business of preserving one of the most legendary venues in all of motorsports around the world and its holdings that go along with that. That was definitely an eye-opening news release conversation and discussion that we had when we found out that that basically the captain was taking control of the brickyard. I think when we look back in, in 5, 10, 15 years, people are going to look back and say, what happened in 2019 from a business structure standpoint is huge. And I think every business goes through ebbs and flows, whether they're mergers or acquisitions, growth periods and evolutions. And there are other businesses, Bojangles comes to mind, that is going private, gives them more control over what they're doing without the second guess of Wall Street, and I think that's going to be huge for both uh, ISC slash NASCAR, SMI, uh, from from their perspective with Sonic Automotive, and then what Roger Penske did with uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and that whole conglomerate for the stewardship of the sport. And I really think that's what Jim France and Lisa France Kennedy had in mind from their perspective, what the Smith family had in mind, is the stewardship of motorsports. And I think we're going to look back in, in 10, 15 years, and that's going to be a bellwether moment, not on the racetrack, but how it affects the industry long term. Well, when you talk uh, specifically about the NASCAR and International Speedway Corporation merger, I like it a lot. I mean, there's many times I'd be in my career that I'd be talking to these guys, and it, it's like one of them didn't know what was going on with the other team. They were actually so separate. It was incredible, even though they would probably tell you they wish they were more together. But, you know, the personnel that I talked to and a lot of the employees really operated the two companies very, very separately, and I always hated that part. I always wished they were all together. It's the France family. We all know that, and uh, they're the ones that started this sport and the ones we're grateful to. But uh, I'm glad they put it all under one hat right now, and everybody's uh, pulling pulling the rope at the same time. Instead of uh, there, there were times, and I felt there was competition between them both. That was which wasn't a good thing. But not, that's not going to happen now. So I'm all for it. I think it was a real, real smart move, um, real expensive move for the France family, but they pulled it off, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I think when we look at all the business transactions in 2019, it had a very limited impact on 2019. But I think five years down the road when we look at it, it is a huge impact on the sport. The mergers, NASCAR and ISC getting together. And I just think that this opens up so many opportunities for the for the for the schedule changes, for you know, just a little bit being able to move a little quicker. We live in a really quick time in society and, and I think at times NASCAR ISC, the way the whole thing was structured, uh was was maybe a little cumbersome. So I think this merger really gets a nimbleness to it, if you will. SMI going private, I think that again builds the flexibility into that for Bruton Smith's empire, for him to be able to move and do things quicker without the guise of shareholders and, and, and all of those overlooking at it. And then and, and Roger Penske buying IMS. You want to talk about the news that rocked the world. Uh, the impact on NASCAR, I mean, it's going to be interesting because uh, one of the marquee events, the Brickyard 400, is there, although that event has certainly lost its luster. But when we look at overall racing beyond the NASCAR world, 
Ay, 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 man, that is big news. The Indianapolis 500, of course, is the is the iconic biggest event, the biggest day in motorsports. And now Roger Penske at the controls of that, along with the Indy Racing League and everything, I am telling you, that was news that rocked the world. That one kind of rocked the world more in 2019. Uh, and again, we're going to look at that in four or five years, and I think that's going to have a big impact, as are all of these other uh, business transactions we've seen take place in 2019. It's hard to say exactly how meaningful those are going to be. Uh, it, obviously, it was important. Uh, Roger Penske acquiring IndyCar and Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I think, instantaneously makes the likelihood of a NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader not too far down the road. I think it astronomically increases the odds of that happening. You know, when when NASCAR uh, announced its plans to to acquire ISC, I remember early in the year, a lot of the people weren't really sure what it meant. Did it mean that they were trying to consolidate the company and continue their stewardship of the sport for decades to come? Or were they trying to tighten their belts and make it a more profitable uh, company? for a possible sale to someone else. I think at this point, it's very clearly option A, that that the France family is going to stay in this game for a long time to come. I don't think it's coincidental that NASCAR and ISC merged their operations about the same time as Speedway Motorsports took itself private as well. I don't think those two things are necessarily a coincidence, but what it means down the road, I don't know. I can foresee a day not too far from now where the entire sport is run by the same group of people, making it more economical, a lot easier, a lot quicker to make decisions, and that could lead to some major changes in the game. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the biggest stories during the 2019 NASCAR season. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We're getting closer to the biggest story of the NASCAR season. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. 
Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. Number two. Oh, we got a problem with the 48 of Jimmy Johnson going to the turn one. Guy's got big time loose. Jimmy Johnson snapped 16 year playoff streak. Will retire after 2020. I am impressed with the fact that we've been in 15 consecutive playoffs in a row. I'm not sure anybody else has done that. So our record doesn't stink. Uh, we wish we could have kept it going, but life goes on. What a career Jimmy Johnson has had. But that career has been punctuated with ups and downs. The ups, obviously, are the seven championships that he can call his own. Then you get into not making the playoffs in 2019. Two-year winless drought plus, two-year-plus winless drought for Jimmy Johnson, and then dropping the news that he's going to be stepping aside after 2020. There's going to be a lot of emotion coming up out of him, that team, Hendrick Motorsports next year when Jimmy's going to have his last ride through the Cup Series. But, man, what, what a force he's been, and what a disappointment it was to not have him a part of the playoff discussion. Jeff? What do you think? Jimmy Johnson missing uh, the opportunity to race for a championship, I think, yeah, that's big. But I think Jimmy Johnson retiring at the end of 2020 is really, really, really big. Um, a seven-time champion wrapping up a career at the end of the year. A guy who is given as much on the racetrack as he has off it. A guy who has a passion for charitable giving as much as he has a passion for winning. Jimmy Johnson will be missed greatly by his millions and millions of NASCAR fans, but he's also going to be missed for a number of other reasons that go far beyond taking checkered flags. Winston Kelly, what's your take on all this? We have had times in the past where when we have changed cars or changed tires, certain drivers adapted to them. Jimmy likes a loose race car. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Gordon liked a more neutral race car. So when we went to some of the new generation cars and when we went to the car tomorrow, if you will, which was Generation 5, that was something Jeff struggled with for a little bit. Jimmy adapted to it very quickly. When we went to the radial tires, it wasn't that Earnhardt couldn't drive them. It took away some of his advantage that he had from the bias ply tires because he could drive a car in so far and knew he could catch it in a bias ply tire and the radial tire didn't have that so it took him a while to regain some of the advantage he had and I think it's the change in the car that doesn't fit as well with Jimmy Johnson's style and then you add to that he doesn't have a Jeff Gordon and a Dale Earnhardt Jr. to bounce his ideas off of he has younger less experienced drivers so you add all that together the Chad Canals part out the window, you know, it's just a bigger transition, I think, for Hendrick Motorsports and Jimmy Johnson. But if anybody thinks he's done, he will win more races. Another championship, I don't know, but he is not done winning races at 83 wins. Kim Coon, what's your take on all this? I think we eventually expected this announcement from Jimmy that he would be hanging up the fire suit. The interesting thing to me is his camp has been very adamant in he is retiring from full-time racing. So I don't know if that means he's going to go off and run things he wants to do, like the 
Baja 1000 or something like that, or if that means perhaps in the future we'll see, and this is just speculation, an all-star car over at Hendrick where they siphon through different drivers, and Jimmy plays a part in that, maybe for the crown jewels of the sport. Talking the Daytona 500, the Coca-Cola 600, the Southern 500, I'm not sure, but it stood out to me that the announcement was he is stepping away from full-time racing. So I don't think we're done after 2020 seeing Jimmy Johnson race. It's just a matter of what he's going to race, when he's going to race. I was shocked to see he did not make the playoffs after 16 consecutive seasons of contending for a championship, but he just hasn't put together the type of seasons recently that we're used to the seven-time champion doing. Now, would I love to see him win an eighth in 2020? Yes, that would be amazing. I think it's going to be quite the feat, though, because I don't think you just bounce back from the kind of season he had this year or even, I'd say, the year before to go and knock off an eighth championship. Woody Kane? I was a little surprised that when he announced it, not that he did, because he had hinted for a while that he was thinking about stepping away and when that would be and what it would look like. I think he just reached the point in his mind where it was simply time. He wanted to back away. But just think about what Jimmy could achieve in this last season in 2020. He's got 83 wins right now, tied for sixth all-time. If he gets one more, that would tie him with guys like Bobby Allison and Darrell Waltrip fifth, you know, top five all time. If he wins another championship, which is uh, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but if he did, he would be the all-time leader there as well. And I really expect we won't be seeing the last of Jimmy after the the season finale at Phoenix at ISM Raceway this coming year. I think we'll see him here and there from time to time racing in different things, maybe not necessarily on the NASCAR side, but we haven't seen the last of Jimmy Johnson. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2019 season. I'm Matt Benedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore Construction Management Platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. At Freightliner, innovation is at their core. In fact, Freightliner was created nearly 80 years ago out of a need for something new and trucking. Today, that innovation still drives them as they constantly work to make their industry-leading trucks safer, more dependable, and even more efficient. All the things that make a smart business decision a winning business decision, no matter what you may haul. Learn more about Freightliner on highway trucks at Freightliner.com. Freightliner, run smart. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2019 season. Number one. The old mantle of the Kyle Busch house is getting ready to get an extension. He's getting ready to hoist some hardware. Kyle Busch through turns three and four for the final time tonight at Homestead. Career win number 56, championship number two off turn four. Looking at the checkered flag and Kyle Busch scores the win here at the Homestead Miami Speedway. He is a champion yet again in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Kyle Busch. 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. I had tears in my eyes. This is just such a an awesome moment, and um, you know, to share it with my family, with the Gibbs family, with uh, the love and support of all my sponsors, it's uh, it's a dream come true. 
couple of ironic things about Kyle Busch winning the championship. Number one, that just capped off the dominance that we've seen out of Joe Gibbs Racing in 2019. When Kyle won at Homestead and won the championship in the process, that snapped a winless streak that went all the way back to the first Pocono race. And we were wondering, where's Kyle? Is he mentally fit to run for a championship? What's happening over there? What's going on? And then when it mattered the most, he responds, and not only with the race win, but the championship win, which ironically comes after a season of him being very vocal about not liking the aero package in the Cup Series. He minced no words about his dislike for what was under that race car, but I'll give it to him and I'll give it to Adam Stevens. They were able to maximize that to their advantage and ultimately a championship win. You know, I think it's interesting when we look at this format. Last year, 2018, we had the Big Three and me with Joey Logano winning the championship off from the Big Three. This year, I think when you handicap the field going into Homestead, you were going to put Kyle Busch in the bottom half of that field, if not fourth in that field. I think that there was a lot of reasons for uh, for suspicion for that team. One of the things Kyle said, and I believe it was at a media availability in Martinsville, he said he felt good about the team, that they had good speed, but they had not put a good race together. Enter Homestead, and they put the perfect race together, combined with everyone else failing and having a misstep in the race, And Kyle Busch, they found a perfect time to put the big race together, and they did it at Homestead, a second-time championship. He's the only guy that's won it under this uh, twice under this elimination format. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't think there's any shock that Kyle Busch is the champion. I think the way he got there leading up to it this year is quite interesting. When you look back, Kyle Busch going from June at Pocono to November without a win, that is so unlike Kyle Busch. But... Big drivers shining in big moments is so like Kyle Busch, and they certainly had the perfect day down at Homestead. I actually think that Kyle Busch backed himself into a championship. He was not even on my radar to win the championship, especially since he hadn't won since June. My pick was actually Denny Hamlin, which I think if that whole tape gate, I'll call it, didn't happen, the fiasco with putting the tape on the girl in the wrong spot, I think we would be celebrating a different champion. Now, great to see Kyle Busch win a second championship. I think it's the second of what is going to be a handful more, but I don't know that Kyle was even somebody I considered championship contender when we kicked off the playoffs, even though he was the regular season champ. And then as we moved through the playoffs, I wasn't really dazzled by anything he did. So it was kind of a shock for me to see Kyle Busch win the 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship. To me, the big thing with Kyle is it, it, the year started off and it seemed like he was going to win 10 races maybe the way he was going. I always had the feeling after he won that last one at Pocono that it wasn't a question of if he was going to win another one, but when. It turned out to be the last race of the season, the most important race of the year. But the numbers to me are impressive with this guy. 208 career wins now, 96 in the Xfinity Series. He wants to get to 100, then kind of ease off from that. One more win on the cup side ties him with guys like Pearson, Lee Petty, Cale Yarborough, Daryl Waltrip, Tony Stewart, those type of guys, and that's the way uh, he's going to be remembered. I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question about it. And the surprising thing to me all year long, when the most popular driver awards came out, even though he's a guy that gets booed all the time, he was the second most popular driver, the second highest vote getter. That shocked me. I think it, it is maybe a little bit of a surprise that he won the big race considering the competition, but I think I always expected him to win at least one more. I just didn't think it would be the last one. And with that being said, that is all the time we have for this show. 
And that's going to wrap up this week's NASCAR Live, our special edition countdown of the biggest stories from the 2019 season. We want to thank the entire MRN crew for joining us and contributing their opinions here on the show. 2019 was a success, and we are certain that 2020 will be the same. Of course, there is no NASCAR Live without you, and we thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us next week. Until the next time we speak, my friends, I'm Mike Bagley. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down.